Today's Issues continues on AFR with your host, Tim Wildman, president of the American Family Association. Hey, welcome back, everybody, to today's issues on the American Family Radio Network. Tim with Ed. Steve Jordahl is with us now. Good morning, Steve. Good morning. How are you doing, Tim? You know what, Tim? You and I have not been on since uh, you had vacation last week and the week before. I went to visit my folks in uh, Franklin, Tennessee, up by Nashville. Yeah. And I saw something there that I needed to get and give to you. All so right. this is from me to you. Okay, it's Steve. For your, okay, let me let me look popcorn. first. Well, wait a minute. It's not okay, yours. no, I just want to see it. He he can announce what it is. <laughs> okay, Steve has bestowed upon me the frosted cinnamon bun popcorn seasoning. Yeah, I don't. Do you use popcorn seasoning? I do. Uh, bacon, uh, you know, once a week bacon. or so. Hey, bacon. We got the bacon flavor out yeah. there. Thank you for that one. I don't have my popcorn with me right now. For those watching on the internet who usually see me. Uh, you know, take a couple of vitamins and then eat the popcorn <laughs> every, I mean, every day. It's a religious thing Yeah, for me. And um, I do from time to time put flavoring on the popcorn. Love and to th- know what th- that tastes you. like if you, if you enjoy that one. Brought, but you know what? I've never had cinnamon bun flavoring on popcorn. That's going to be very interesting. But you know what? You can put cinnamon. Just about anything. On anything and it comes to life. You know what I'm saying? It does. I I, had, I put it on Brussels sprouts one time. Now I just can't stop myself. <laughs> you no, put, I'm just kidding. I'm that just kidding. Would be, That'd be disgusting. That would be contradictory. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Because you Brussels. hit the cinnamon flavor, and then you – I I don't like the – Brussels sprouts? They're too bitter. I don't, I don't oh, I, I, love I was Brussels. just kidding. I got a great Brussels sprouts recipe that you use bacon and maple syrup as a as a covering. Well, that's what I'm saying. If you got to cover it up, you really really don't. You really don't like it. That's what I'm with you. Because I would be, I would get them, and then take the bacon off, eat the bacon, and leave the Brussels. I might cook some up and bring some to you tomorrow morning. Try Allison, my wife, we don't disagree on a lot of things, but uh, Brussels sprouts, we part ways. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's that's, a, that's a hill to die on right a, there. It's a frosty meal. I can recommend good counseling <laughs> Between to the you two guys. Of us. Frosty meal. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, don't, we just don't talk. She orders those Brussels sprouts. Yeah. We just sort of, you know. Just glare at each we other. We wait till we get back in the car, pretend like it never happened. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, anyway, thank uh, you, Steve, you for your frosted cinnamon bun popcorn seasoning. Uh, I wonder how many of these they sell. That's a... This was a whole store dedicated to nothing but spices Okay. in Franklin. It's really Man, good. you couldn't think of anything to bring for me, Steve? No. <sighs> Next time. They were out of the Italian meatball uh, seasoning. Oh, man. <laughs> hey, hey, you bring Ed some cinnamon bun-flavored cough drops, <laughs> you'll be his friend for life, Steve. Yeah. Uh, I like those those hot cinnamon discs. Those are pretty good. But The what there? Those little, uh, they call them hot cinnamon discs. Those are yeah. little. Cinnamon candies, those are pretty good. Like oh, the hot, like red hot, like a red hot. Well, they are they are spicy, kind of hot like that. Not the little. Anyway, I, okay. I'm sorry, we're we're way off the. We need to get back to some bad news. Yeah, yeah here we go. Uh, 
Bring it, Steve. All right. President, oh, you got any good news, you're free to share. Okay. We might but, get to some of that. President Biden at uh, the G20 summit, uh-huh. uh, right on top of things. I got to tell you, he is right there, <laughs> ready to take on the world's issues. And um, I'd like to have you know, listen to clip one. I'm sorry. Uh, no, clip uh, 13. Thank With you. regard to the disappointment, the disappointment relates to the fact that Russia and, uh, and, uh, and, uh, including uh, not only Russia, but China, basically didn't show up. Yeah, we're, oh my we're ready to a, go. Were they going to play a G Summit, G, G20 softball game or something? <laughs> I don't know. Who didn't show up for what? I don't know, but I bet everybody in Taiwan is now investing in bump bunkers. Go ahead. Uh, would you play that again? Play that. What, what is he responding to? It's you, a question. I don't know even what the question was. Did he? He might, might not have. Uh, I don't know. All right, so he just he, he throws Russia and China under the bus right here. Well, right? he's saying yeah that they're not participating in the in the G20 of the climate summit probably. Go ahead. With regard to the disappointment, the disappointment relates to the fact that Russia and uh, and uh, and uh, including uh, not only Russia but China basically didn't show up. So he yeah. can't remember China. What you're saying? I've heard of that country he, before. He, t- t- now, you know, I sound like that all the time right there. But this is the president of the United States, right. and he's always forgetting. Always forgetting. Well, he, he had a, he had a cheat sheet. They, the um, the media had a picture. He had a, the world yeah. leaders with their faces and their names. So he could – it was crib notes. That's what we used yeah. to call it, crib notes. All right, that's quit nitpicking. Go all back. Right. Next story, Steve. Well, let's talk about the COVID pandemic. Or, uh-huh. or is there such a thing? According to Bill Maher, there really isn't. Uh, he's been red pilled. If you know what that means, you guys familiar with that? Uh, yeah, that's from phrase? the Matrix. From the Blue Matrix, pill of the red pill. Yeah, he's been red pilled, and he's uh, he seems like he's out of the pod and into the uh, Matrix. Let's. Uh, I want you to hear cut one. Just resume living. Uh, you know, I mean, come on. The the, the fifteen of one hundred thousand. That's where we are cases in California, 15 cases per 100,000 people. I know some people seem to not want to give up on the wonderful pandemic, but you know what? (laughs) It's over. There's always going to be a variance. You shouldn't have to wear masks. I should be able, I haven't had a meeting with my staff since March of 2020. Vaccine, mask, pick one. You got to pick. You can't make me mask if I've had the vaccine. I have broken up with COVID. It's not working for me anymore. <laughs> I stayed home the first year. I was a good girlfriend. He was a little abusive. That was <laughs> Atlantic staff writer Caitlin Flanagan. There Those are the two end. liberals talking. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and so if, if 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 they represent liberals, then I don't think the uh, COVID, perpetual COVID mandates and the pandemic paranoia is going to be helpful for the Democrat Party. I didn't realize that California was down to 15 cases per 100,000 people. It's never been that big, I don't think. Yeah. But I, I, yeah. I mean, yeah. this is but, a this uh, the vast majority of people don't come in contact with this disease. Yeah. It's virus, I should say. So so that's uh, Bill No, Mark. I would excuse me, you Steve. Think I'm wrong? Yeah, I think you're okay. wrong. I think the vast majority of the people have come in contact with this as in had it virus themselves. And, they be yes, uh-huh. uh huh. Well, I don't know about or the vast, it off. vast majority. Not yeah, every, and they've every. had it. I'm just saying a virus. Listen, you can't stop a virus. You you can't. Uh, it's kind of like Alabama. Uh, you know, <laughs> the football team. 
Well, Texas A&M did, so there goes that argument. But uh, well, under normal conditions. You, you are right, according to Public Health uh, Columbia. That's what Allison says a lot. Yeah, I bet. <laughs> 31% of the U.S. population has been infected with COVID by the end, uh, at, by the end of 2020. Okay, that's not a vast majority. No, but it is more than But that was at I the was end thinking. of 2020. We're coming up on the end of 2021. So but I'm going to say du- you double that one right there. Oh, okay. I, I think uh, people. Yeah, you, to your point, you can't stop a virus. No, you can't. I mean, you can take certain precautions, but anyone who has watched a zombie movie knows you can't stop a virus. That's how you get a zombie movie. That's that's right? what, that's what the president needs to be talking about. That's more. right, zombies. Talking about zombies. You know what? But you can't stop. Seriously, what we've learned in all this, at least what rational people have learned is this with a virus like this that's transmittable that you cannot stop it what's the old saying you can only hope to slow it down mm-hmm. all right almost like flatten the curve <laughs> yes like yes that. yes so that if you do you know what? I don't want to spend another 15 minutes talking about this. About COVID. How about if I just say this one can thing? I, can I, let me finish my okay, thought. Okay, go ahead. But I, I, you I, said you didn't want to spend I, I did say yeah. that, <laughs> but I think, I think I owe it to the public to finish my, <laughs> okay. finish my thought, and that is this. Yes, uh, if you, 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 you have a virus spreading in a community like COVID, if you do lock everything down, and tell everybody to stay home. Maybe you you should be able to slow it down, or you know what I'm saying, slow it down. But the minute you open back up, here it comes back again. Right, it's inevitable. So that what all you've done is in that interim where you've locked everything down. Sweden learned this. Right. Uh, well, they I mean, they proved they proved me right on this. All you've done is delay. You've just delayed it from from spreading. So I guess you could do that in the name of keeping the hospitals from being right. overrun. That's what we were told at first, right? Yes. Uh, maybe that's maybe that's a maybe that's a fair point. I don't know. But 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 you're not going to stop the virus. You're you're it's going to do what it's going to do and eventually everybody's going to get it. Which to me is why it does matter where it came from because if you can't stop a virus and we find out that the Chinese were doing this gain of function research and that Anthony Fauci through one of the various agencies was funneling money to study this. So they were and yes. And, and once that thing got loose and you can't stop a virus, somebody's at fault. So it does matter where it came from. Because that virus is going to do what viruses do. Yeah. Uh, you've been listening to Rand Paul quite a bit, hadn't you? I had some of that. Some of that was just right off the top of my head. <laughs> One of these nice new cough drops that Steve brought me. All right, go, Steve. And you said I didn't bring you anything. I know. Uh, we're hearing a little bit. Uh, you know, we, we all know that January 6th, uh, a lot of these protesters we, we heard, the people who went in uh, to the Capitol have been, uh, were arrested and they continue to make arrests. We're hearing from one of the people that's being held in the D.C. jail. So let me tell you, it does not sound right. 
Uh, a letter from Nathan DeGrave was released. I don't know how he got it out, but he said he spent the last nine months detained as a political prisoner, pod C2B at the D.C. Department of Corrections. And I'll just read you a couple things that I've highlighted. He said that um, their privileges are routinely stripped away. The January Sixers have lost rec time and out-of-cell activity. Anytime news interviews about the jail are aired on TV, people speak about their condition or rallies are held in their names. They are... Um, they are uh, denied recreational privileges. Also, masks need to be covered their mouth and nose at all times. That's capitalized. I assume that means while they're in their isolation cells. 24-7, they got to be wearing masks. Um, privileged legal documents have been confiscated and gone missing. So various cells and highly sensitive discoveries um, are watched by their um, the captors during their attorney client um, con- uh, conferences, and that's illegal. He talks about another inmate named Christopher War- Warrell. He's an inmate with cancer who broke his hand in prison and requires surgery. He's been completely ignored. They refuse to get him medical help. At least five occasions, raw sewage has overflowed in their unit, and it, they, it's hard. they don't rush to clean it up. They're forced to starve. He says he suffers from headaches and nausea on a regular basis. He's lost almost 15 pounds. And then listen to this. Um, Ryan's uh, religious services are not allowed. A guy named Ryan Samsel tried to organize a Bible study inside his pod, but he was viciously beaten, left for dead by five correctional officers, suffered a broken eye socket and brain damage as a result of the vicious attack. He's permanently blind in one eye. Uh, Steve, stop right there. Who's making this claim? This is one of the inmates, one of the people that arrested What's his, his name? Nathan DeGrave. He's still there? Yes. He got this letter out? Yes. So, And th- these are the accusations he's making against the what? The D.C. Poli- the police. The D.C. police? Yes. Okay. So uh, that's... Who's that's, doing anything about it, or can you? The, uh, San, members, San, Sandy's talked about this yeah. a lot. A couple of members Jeez. of Congress um, okay, good. tried to get in, but they were they were refused entrance. Members of Congress who have oversight over Fed, well, this is not federal, this is D.C., um, were not allowed to get in to see their constituents. Okay. Matt Gates and Mar- Marjorie Taylor Greene. If, if, this, if this is going on as described in this letter and what Sandy's been talking about on her show and others have been talking about it, um, then this is a police state in Washington, D.C. I mean, this is the kind of thing you hear about happening in China and mm-hmm. places like that. Exactly. I mean, I, I'd say North Korea, but n- nobody ever hears about what goes on there very rarely. Right. This is police state tactics all done, I, I presume, because what has been called the January 6th insurrection is being treated under the Patriot Act, as a threat to uh, homeland homeland security, and that's why they're being treated like they are in Gitmo. Although, from what you said this morning in our story meeting, that there are some people claiming that the prisoners in D.C. want to be transferred to Gitmo yeah, because they're treated better there. The conditions, I'm reading from the letter again, conditions here for January Sixers have been inhumane. In fact, some inmates are even begging to be transferred to Guantanamo Bay where even they have more acceptable standards. Well, this is... Please pray for these folks. Yes. And the people who are trying to help them. These are political prisoners. 
Yeah. They, they, they now maybe some maybe some of them did commit some crimes by walking out with laptops and those kind of things, but a lot of them walked in open doors and were invited in. Right. So, in other words, listen. If they actually broke the law and committed a crime, they should be treated like any other criminal. Yeah. Which in Washington D.C. is you go before a judge quickly, uh, and you get bailed out. Okay, and you're back out on the street within hours. Some of these people. Mm-hmm. And we're talking about assault yeah. on the streets of D.C. Right. There's no way these people should still be in jail. Right. Anyway, I know. Next story. Hey, can I talk about something for just a minute before you move? Absolutely. Atlanta Braves and Houston Astros are playing in the World Series. They are. Uh, game six. It's it's in Houston tomorrow night. It is. Atlanta leads the series three games to two, best of seven. So Atlanta only needs to win one more game out of the next two to become world champions. They were up three to one last night. If they had won last night, they would have been world champions. What? If if Atlanta had won last three games night, to one, yes, they were up three but, games but, to one. But by the way. Atlanta Braves hit like a grand slam in the first, first or second inning. inning. First inning. First second inning, and then the Astros came roaring back. Was, anyway, they're going to game six. Uh, but, listen, I have no dog in this hunt. I am a uh, St. Louis Cardinals fan, and so uh, the, I'm just watching the Braves and the Astros because I love baseball, and uh, and I'm watching too because – don't misunderstand me, Astros fans. Uh, I have nothing against the Astros. But it would be so sweet if the Atlanta Braves won the world championship and the commissioner of Major League Baseball, who who took the All-Star game away from the Braves yes. in Atlanta right. because of the Georgia election law. If, remember that yeah. in the summer? Yeah. The last team, I don't even know this guy's name, that, Manfred. That, that the commissioner, he's a coward. I just know that. The, uh, Robert Manfred, I think. The commissioner uh, of Major League Baseball has to do a ceremony or recognize the Atlanta Braves yep. of, uh, as world champions. Wouldn't that be sweet? Uh, that's going to be, I mean, that's, I can't prove this, but I think that's divine intervention. Well, don't don't jinx it. What if they know. lose now? Yeah, just, <laughs> I'm if saying it's divine they... intervention. You can't jinx divine intervention. <laughs> that's what I, I guess that was that's theologically what, messed that's up. That's just what I was thinking, Steve. <laughs> no, yeah, listen. go go march around seven times, Jericho, no. like Trump. Is, oh, don't don't jinx it. Well, but uh, what I was saying was, you call it divine intervention. What happens if the Braves lose? Well, he said he couldn't then, prove it. Then, then yeah. I said I couldn't prove it, and I would just say. Uh, God works in mysterious ways. That's the verse I would invoke. I will, I will say I am rooting for the Braves for a different reason, and that is because the Astros knocked the Red Sox out. Well, there you go. So, oh, so you have something against the Astros. I do have something against the Astros. Okay. But did you know that the uh, – I read where the Cherokee Nation, uh, the uh, they approve of Atlanta using the w- word – image, yeah. Braves. They, they approve of the Braves being – the mascot, and they approve of the tomahawk chalk. They, yeah, that's what I read. So the if if the uh, and also the Seminole Nation, they don't have a problem with Florida State University being called the Seminoles. Yeah, I think this is all ginned up oh. by a bunch of woke liberal whack wackos, and there's really not a, a national protest. 
against this, uh, against the name of uh, uh, the Braves. Yeah. Or the Tomahawk Chalk. Uh, the Tomahawk Chop. Yeah. Chop. The, chop. the Tomahawk Chop. Uh, so, anyway, it's just going to be so funny if uh, this. The only team in Major League Baseball that the commissioner doesn't want to give the world championship uh, trophy to is the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And he's he's within one game of having to do that. Can you can you imagine the owner of the team or the president of operations or whoever would accept the trophy? I accept this trophy on on behalf of all the citizens of Georgia, that state that yeah. you love. <clears throat> yeah. And then, commissioner and, then, and then he moved – uh, the commissioner of, of baseball moved the All-Star game from Atlanta, which is a predominantly black town, and he moved it out to Denver, which is a predominantly white town. Yes. In the name of social justice. And hurt a lot of black businesses in Atlanta. Yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Uh, over the Georgia voting law. Mm-hmm. The, which you know, was less strict than Delaware. Yes. And New York. Yes. There was nothing. There was nothing wrong with the Georgia voting law. It requires an ID to vote. Yeah, and uh, and and the left just went nuts on it and uh, created a false narrative. And Major League Baseball bought into the woke mob. They joined the woke mob against Atlanta. So I just, I just, got, I'm gonna find it heartwarming. <laughs> there you go. If I get to watch Major League Baseball commissioner hand the trophy to the owner of the jinx it, the owner of the Atlanta Braves. All right, next story. All right, um, we have a couple minutes left. Let's do this. Let's uh, do how it. bad are are Joe Biden's poll numbers? They're so bad. Wait, that- Steve, let Ed and I okay. do a response. How bad are they? They're I- really bad. No, no. 42%. No, we're supposed to say, we don't know, Steve. How, how bad, bad are they? How bad are, are they? they? So yes. let's do this together, Ed. We don't, we don't know, know, Steve. How, how bad, bad are, are they? they? They're so bad that even Chuck Todd on Meet the Press had to talk about it. Cut. Good Sunday morning. Happy Halloween. We have a brand new NBC News poll out this morning that's filled with some scary news for the Democrats. The overarching message, Americans have lost their confidence in President Biden and their optimism for the country. At least they have right now. Just 22 percent of adults say we're headed in the right direction. A shocking 71 percent say we're on the wrong track. And that includes a near majority of Democrats who are saying that. President Biden's approval rating stands at a dismal 42% versus 54% who disapprove. Just 37% say he has the ability right now to handle a crisis versus nearly a majority who say he does not. 37% also say he's competent and effective as president. 50% disagree with that description. What's more, Republicans, believe it or not, have double-digit leads in dealing with border security, inflation, crime, national security, the economy, and shockingly, on getting things done. That was NBC? That was NBC. They let that see the light of day? Why did Chuck Todd say, shockingly, on getting things done? It almost sounded like Uh, he's biased. You think? Yeah. I don't know. I just think Americans... That's that's horrible. It's probably worse than that. That's NBC News. Yeah. A liberal uh, organization doing a poll... And finding that probably heavily weighted with Democrats, and the they, they probably brought it because I think Americans really do have worries about us competing on the stage, foreign stage, with Russia and um, now, and um, listen, and, um, any any fair <laughs> any fair-minded person, China. be they Democrat or Republican, knows that Biden and Harris have been a complete and utter failure in their first ten months or however long it's been. 
They might turn it around. I don't know, but I don't see it. When the first thing you do is cancel the Keystone Pipeline and cut tens of thousands of Americans out of work and hurt our energy independence, and you gloat about that, you go, and then you call the Saudis and tell them, please pump more oil, pump more <laughs> right. oil, so our gas prices don't go up. Uh, that's well, they're a, up. That, they're up now. That's the first thing Biden did. Uh, all right, we'll see you tomorrow, everybody.